recording started. I see that wasn't on the recording, by the way. The stream is going to the stream. Now it's time to go live. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land, as well as my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. Uh, long week at work as um, my uh, partner in crime in the office is uh, on vacation this week. So I was uh, flying solo this week, but uh, went pretty smoothly. And um, the extra hours always help, help on the paycheck. So yeah, um, so not too bad. Mike, how was your week? I, you know, it, I can't complain. There, there are much worse things. I mean, it was a busy week at work, but, you know, busy is not bad. It just means mm-hmm. stuff's getting done. We did get a lot of stuff done, so I'm happy with that. So, other than that, no, it's been a great week. All right, a little Mike, tired. So, uh, we, we got a little bit, yeah. I know, I'm tired, too. Um, so, we got a little bit of uh, things to talk about this week, Mike. Um, why don't you give us uh, two of our topics we'll be talking about? Well... We have those Enfuego cubbies to talk about, along with the uh, my second favorite football team in the NFL. All right. You'll find out what that team is once we get to the NFL talk, because we'll be looking at which division this week, Mike? The West. That's... Wes, thank you. All right, Mike. We'll also be going into the NASCAR corner. We got to talk some trades that happened over this week from show to show, and as well as uh, look ahead to Michigan this week on the NASCAR side. But Mike, all that and more. But what do we got to do first? We got to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich. So, before we get into the extreme important stuff for the week, we got to talk a poll question. The most important thing of the week. Uh, That's right, Mike. As um, our last of our... Of eight, yeah, a group of eight songs, I guess. As uh, we had Nana Nana, Hey Hey Hey, Kiss Him Goodbye, YMCA, and Twist and Shout. Uh, Mike, while you're bringing up those poll results, where did you vote this week? I, I mean, I voted for Twist and Shout, but what is wrong with people? I, I don't know if it's what is wrong with people. I was surprised too. But by the results, I voted YMCA. Okay. I voted YMCA. How did the people vote, Mike? Well, my wife voted for Twist and Shout. Okay. And then a bunch of old people. (laughs) My mom, my Aunt Debbie, and my old boss, Greg Sackerson, all voted for na-na-na-na, hey-hey, kiss them, goodbye. Man, old people. Thanks for at least participating you picked yeah, the- so uh we'll see na 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 hey hey kiss him goodbye into the next round yeah I, I, yeah that doesn't that's crazy to me but uh, 
Rich, right, if, if you would have voted for Twist and Shout, we, we would have had to call in another old person to break the tie. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I went with where I voted. That This is sometimes what happens when you put a third song into the mix and go three. Yeah. Um, but anywho, uh, this week we're down to... Um, we still got eight songs. We got to cut that list down to four. And uh, Mike, this week's uh, matchup will be We Will Rock You by Queen and Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Wow. Hey, we'll Rich. That poll up later tonight. Um, can you, do you know how far back this poll uh, game, th this one has gone? Do you have that I, on I a list? I don't know. I don't, um... It's not a big deal. If you don't, I that's, no, I don't no, blame you. I, I don't. I don't remember when we started this one. It, it, I think it's a year at least. I don't think it's been a quite a year. Okay. If well, maybe a year if we go with when we started with what, what was it? The original jockey? I don't know. No. Uh, let me bring it up here real quick. Because, you see, we started with, like, stadium songs and then Jock Jam, something that was, um... Yeah, yeah, we started with sports songs, like something that has to do oh, yeah. with sports. The direct, we, directly with sports, okay, yeah. Yeah, something that you'd hear that was specific to a certain field or yeah, was yeah, about yeah. a sport. And then we've gone into just stadium songs or Jock Jams. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna stay on the, th and the once this poll is done, like we're gonna go with uh, songs that were like maybe the title song with a sports movie. Okay. So I think like uh, "Eye of the Tiger" from Rocky. Um, um, "You're the Best Around" from the Karate Kid, something like that. So I'm still working on compiling that list of okay. uh, title, title songs from. Yeah, but anyway. Is that gonna That's be? For another day, does that Mike. one count? Like the the one from uh, Sandlot? I'm trying to find a title song from the Sandlot. I will get one in there for you. Okay. I mean, we already know that that's the greatest sports movie of all time. In your opinion, Mike? Yeah. What did the people say, Rich? And you are poll questions with the way that are you got are you saying that you do not trust what the people said? No. You don't you don't like our audience? I do not agree with their opinions of the Sandlot being the greatest baseball or sports. You baseball. just said you don't like our audience. No, just their opinion on that particular subject. But Rich, you're denying our audience their greatness and their intelligence. You're insulting them. Rich, folks, it's not me, it's Rich. Rich doesn't like your opinion. On the Sandlot. What's funny, though, is he's the one that does all the work for the poll questions. <laughs> okay. Um, the, okay, I'm still... Okay. We're going we're gonna, to... We've derailed the show now. Why do you think the Sandlot is not the greatest sport? Like, what... what is quintessentially not sports about it no no it's not the quintessential that it's not sports about it okay what's what's a better sports movie 
I tend to like I like just looking at it as a baseball movie. I like other movies more than the Sandlot. What you gonna tell me? You just like at it as a Bull Durham? Movie. Yes. Ooh. Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, Major I, League. See, I, Field of Dreams to me, I don't. I like. Unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of Field of Dreams. Okay, and that's that's your opinion. That's fine. I, Field of Dreams, like a, I it's to me it's a boring movie. I'm gonna put it out there. It is a boring movie. I have I've fallen asleep to that movie multiple times. So that's first. Second. It's about a man who's crazy. But I did get to go to the Field of Dreams and watch the first game there, and it was kind of special. And I uh, I even screamed out, They'll come, Ray! They'll come! So I played into the movie a bit. But, but still, Bur- Bull Durham? That one, I will give you that Bull Durham is a good... It's, it's a as good of a a baseball movie as you can get when you're telling the story of what it's like. But it's not, I mean, one, you can't, I I wouldn't let you watch, I wouldn't let my kids watch it. Not at least until they're teenagers. Right? And that's fair, and you probably say the same thing about Major League. Oh, definitely. I would not condone them watching it, um, but if they wanted to watch it, um, you got to be at least in high school. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Sandlot. I could. I. I would put it on with my kids right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they'd sit through it, but I wouldn't have a problem with it being on. Tell me another sports movie like that that's not, like, 100%. Here's the thing. Sandlot was made for adults, not for kids. So, with it being made for, made, like, with adults in mind, tell me another sports movie that does the same thing. That Probably not as well, not as well one known, but I mean, they, one that, probably one that was more geared towards kids, but along the same lines that you could probably put it on and not have to worry about what, what the content of it is, but Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. But or, Rookie of the um, Year was directly made for kids. Rookie of the Year and Little Big League, I think, are the two that you're probably thinking of. Yeah. Those ones aren't made for adults, though. You and I enjoy them because, for us, it's the nostalgia factor. But it's not a movie my dad would sit down and enjoy at all. For him, it's not... That's not... It's too much of a kid's movie. The premise is far beyond that 
And so, yeah. I don't know. We'll never. We're never. I'm never going to convince you. I know it. You're not. You're. But you're not. Do you think? Do you think Little Big League or uh, or Rookie of the Year is better than Sandlot? No. Okay. And do you think either one of those is geared towards adults? No. Okay. Sandlot truly was geared towards adults. It was the nostalgia factor of the time. Kids, it's it's a movie that kids can watch, but it's made for the adults. Anyway, we'll move on. You like you said, we will rock you, Seven Nation Army. That's the first round of our Elite Eight. Rich, speaking of greatest baseball movie of all time, and let's move to our favorite baseball team as we talk the Cubs. This week the Cubs went four and three. Exactly what you predicted this week, Rich, uh, as they split with the Cardinals, took three out of four against the Reds in record-setting fashion. Yes. And lost today to the Braves in a terrible way. It was one yeah, bad inning, for, really, for, but Yeah, yeah. For everything that went, that went right in that series with the Reds scoring, what was it, 32 runs in a two-game span, the yep. most since, like, 1897, I think they said Yeah, it was. something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't translate over to the Braves, but at the same time, the Braves are coming in as the hottest team. Yeah. In the same span, just like the Cubs are. When two hot I, teams come together, somebody's, somebody's got to lose. lose. <laughs> Somebody has to lose. And it was the same thing there's no with ties the Reds. In think the same thing with the Reds. The Reds were coming in just was with uh, uh, just a, with a really high winning percentage after the All Star break too. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see what the Cubs are doing. Um, I was already a buyer on this team. Uh, the trade deadline's gone past. We're gonna hit that up in just a second. But uh, I think this team is man. There's a lot of great talent here. I, th- I still think this is not their year. I still think they have a year or two before they're going to be ready to go. But, man, this is a good team. So, um, Rich, what's their lineup look like this next week as games they have to play? Well, next week, Mike, from show to show, they'll be playing the Braves this weekend. They're going to go out to Queens for three games with the with the Mets. And they're going to continue going east when they go up to Toronto for a Friday night game um, before we record the show. So there's six games there. Six many, games, yes. How many games do you think they're going to win, Rich? Well, Mike, I'm going to go with four. We, we got a Ooh, wait, night that's game. a Friday night game? I'm sorry? That's a Friday night game? With the Jays? Yeah. Yes, that, that is a we're, Friday night game. We're so going we to have to record next Friday. Okay, we'll take that off the docket because okay. that'll be either that that'll be while we're what, yeah we'll we'll take it off. So we're down to five games now. Sorry, uh, we're going out of we're going out of up to Minneapolis next Saturday. So in that case, Mike, I'm gonna go with three out of five. I I'm, I'm five. gonna I'm gonna keep it at yeah three out of five. I'm gonna keep it at four. Okay, they're either gonna well, win the two against the Braves or they're gonna win all three against the they're gonna win one of the two. And they're going to win all three against the, the Mets. I Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with a split against the Braves. They're going to go two out of three against the Mets. I think it's kind of hard to sweep. It's hard to sweep 
and we just yeah it's hard to sweep and we got a bullpen game against the braves tomorrow with a bad bull with an already tired bullpen coming we, out of that red series and yesterday and, and today and, uh, and today's game yeah. so it's gonna be tough yeah i can understand that okay um so we had the trade deadline, Mike, yep. and the two move we'll start with the Cubs. They picked up um infielder Jamer Candelario from the Nationals. Uh for two lower level minor leaguers that are in high A ball. Um and they picked up I think it's Jose Kiros, a um reliever from the Kansas City Royals. Okay. Did they do enough, or do you think they could have had one, a couple more moves in them? I think there's there's moves to be made, um, but you have to do it for the right price. You can't sell the you can't sell the farm team to make uh, to make the 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 this year uh, great. It, it's just not going to work. Um. You, you, they put in some pieces. Um, who did you say they got from the Kansas City Royals? Uh, from the Kansas City Royals, it was a uh, a relief pitcher by the name. No, of it was an outfielder. Kiros. No, the out. They did not get an outfielder. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We sent over. We sent over. I read the the ticker wrong. That's who they acquired. You're right. We did. That's who the Royals got yeah, in yeah, return. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I'm used to reading who the team is giving away, not who the team is picking up. So it's a little bit of a different ticker for me, but that's fine. I see it now. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, we need relievers. That's about all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for me, I I was almost kind of hoping that. They would have found a way to. They, I would have almost had them trade a catcher away. Okay. Either Gomes, either Gomes or Barnhart. Even if we're just getting the lottery ticket, like a. Uh, yeah, but. Like a low-level minor league player, because to get, because I think I really think that uh, Miguel Maya can deserves a little bit more playing time behind the dish and. Okay. I've never, I, I just don't think. But Gomes has been me, has been playing quite well. He has. And, and Barnhart, Barnhart pitched today. Yeah, Barnhart did pitch today. Yeah, he scored. Was it two or three pop outs, fly outs? It was great. I, that was the highlight of the game. A one-two-three inning in the ninth, pitched by a catcher. It's a terrible game. Anyway, um, I think they could have done more, but I also don't think there was a need to. Uh, what are you gaining? Uh, I know. It, it, for, for me, it was a way to get more playing time for for a young catcher like Amaya. That, that was the only thing. But I think, but at the same time, just like we found out when we didn't offload Wilson Contreras at the trade deadline last year catchers tend not to change spots at the deadline because of how much because typically a a pitching staff gets comfortable with the current rock catchers on their roster and it's hard to integrate a new catcher behind the plate right so there's that there's also there's also the fact that um i mean 
in all honesty, as we've seen so many times, a good catcher is your your field commander. And it's not just a pitcher that feels comfortable with them. It's your first baseman for those snap throws, your second baseman for those those uh, those catch caught stealing situations. Those type things, you need your 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 catcher to be on the same page, not just with your pitcher, but with everybody. So it makes it really hard to, to offload a, a catcher like that. Um, now, let's let's look at other moves that happened. Any other big names that happened? Uh, as we did see, the Mets offloaded both Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Yeah. Uh, um, so the Mets have given up on the year? I mean, rightfully, but they have. Yeah, I mean, both teams, but I think we, at least with Verlander, because Verlander was the second one to go, they had talked with the Mets the Mets front office, and Verlander was told we're not going to be competing until 25. Yeah, so, so it isn't like it isn't like all right, we're gonna we're gonna trade Serge away, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna be in the market to replace him with a big high price for agent. So Verlander was flat out told twenty twenty five. So they're gonna transition. So if you're a team in transition, does it make sense to keep a forty year old pitcher that might not be on your roster by the time twenty five rolls around when you're expecting to be competitive again? Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Um, so they they took care of a veteran pitcher like him, and granted his request of trading him away. They're going to pay him to pay for the to pitch for the Astros. Now here's the question: Does Verlander, uh, is, is this just sending Verlander back to to where he gets got his rings to let him? finish this year and he's done no i think he could be playing i think if he has a con he has a vesting option in his contract i believe to where if he reaches a certain point with uh, innings pitched or something he, the an option vests into the next year so they get verlander for next year as well okay i mean that's fine i just man I hate Houston. I hate that his life, like most of his winnings, most of his big time has been was in Houston. It makes me sad. I don't like it. Send him back to Detroit. Let him go back to where he started from. But and Max Scherzer, yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, go go ahead and finish up. With, I I just I, I, I'm thinking I, of the Mets. I just think the the Scherzer trade. I mean, it was inevitable. So the Mets needed to. The, they weren't going to be competitive this year at all, which is sad because. I mean, everybody thought when they picked these two guys up that, well, write them in for the the, the uh, NLDS. Le- yeah. Or NLCS. Write them in for that. At least a playoff spot. At least a playoff spot. And they really disappointed. But um, yeah. uh, Serger and Verlander weren't the only ones. They traded no. off They traded off their closer, David Robertson. Yep. They, yeah. It's, they blew up that Miami. team. He went down to Miami, Matt Conha. 
their left fielder went off to got shipped off to Milwaukee. They were the only people returning to that roster that's going to be of any name worthy is going to be Francisco Lindor. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, Just goes to show you can't necessarily buy yourself a playoff spot. Yeah. By going shopping in free agency. It's going to work, but in this case it didn't, and at least they saw that it wasn't working, and they took what they could get in in, uh, prospects to build back up the farm system. Yeah. Also, a notable name, uh, the Dodgers offloading Noah Syndergaard. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think Cinder. I think you know the name of Noah Syndergaard, but he hasn't been Syndergaard. He hasn't yeah, been talent-wise. He hasn't been the talent that he has had been. You are correct, but yeah. he's yeah. He went out to um, Cleveland for Ahmad Ronzario, right? Good infielder depth piece for their team. But the what I'm the hard part for me on that is is that he's one of those guys that brings such veteran leadership. The, it's almost worth having him on the on the roster, even if he's not performing to what you need him to. In my opinion, okay, but yeah, but that they they did bring in a, a veteran a veteran. Um, they did, yeah. They brought in Lance Lynn from the White Sox. The White yep. Sox were another team that, much like the Mets, <sighs> tore it all down. And and again, much like the Mets, look to be one of the teams to like. It's it's crazy to me, and and that's what we should have done this week. We should have looked at, uh, in baseball, we should have been looking at, I mean, we had to look at the trade deadlines and, and this stuff, but next week we should look at where we're, what our, uh, what our predictions look like. Because after the trade deadline is another, is where yep. you're, where we normally like to, to look and say, okay, how, how, cl- how likely are these going to hold? Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, I think I had the Sox doing well, uh, at least making the playoffs. So, will I can definitely put that in the outline for last week for, for next week? But yep. yeah, the White Sox unloaded. Yeah, put it in the show outline for last week, Rich. I, yeah, I'll, I'll do that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the White Sox unloaded uh, Lucas Giolito and Rolando Lopez. We talked about last week and last yep. week's show. This week it was Lance Lynn. And, and Joe, Joe Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. And Joe Kelly, a veteran reliever. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Good baseball Card, has yeah. to be happening the in the north tore side. It down. The car, yeah. yeah. Cardinals tore it down as they traded off. They they kept Goldsmith and Arenado. But I but um, what are you gonna get for Goldschmidt at this time? Exactly. I I think I, I think you're like, right on that one. Even 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 Arenado, what yeah, even is, the pack, is any is any package you're going to get going to be good enough? Right, especially if you're not going to pay down any of that contract. That's why the Mets got who they got because they were willing to throw cash in with the deal to offset oh, yeah. contracts. Yeah, St. Louis, like, so honestly, St. Louis just—I mean—they just tore it down. They like half their roster almost. I don't think it was quite that much, but at least six or seven guys, right, got traded. 
Yeah, it was um, yeah, Paul DeYoung, Jack Flaherty. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Jordan Montgomery. I mean, some of those guys were due to be free agents at the end of the year, but, but you know, eventually, what, seven or they had four, five, six consecutive division titles. Yeah. Eventually, the, that reign is going to come to an end, and that's when you got to make the decision, make the hard decisions that they made today of, right, which players are we going to keep from that core and which ones are going to be let go, and they they made that decision this year. So, um, anything else with the trade deadline before we move on as we are uh, approaching that half hour mark? Um, I don't think so. Maybe give me like one team. Well, because I have that's why I have it. Yep. Who do you think improved the most through the trade deadline? And maybe what's one team that other than the Cubs that you thought could have done just a little bit more? Or you surprised didn't add anybody? Um, I don't know. I think Texas was all over the place. Texas seemed to to be involved in a lot, but didn't seem to to. I don't think they're going to do anything about it. Um, I'll go with I'll go with uh, um, the Angels. Okay. I think, in all honesty, the Angels they made a couple of trades at the end there, but nothing. Not enough to make it look like they're actually trying this season. See, I liked the moves that the Angels made, but I don't know if it's going to get them to a playoff spot. It improved their team I, with who they brought in. I agree. I don't know if it's going to translate to a playoff spot. But your question wasn't. Um, your your question was more to me felt more about. Uh, Who's gonna like? Who could have done more? And I think they could have okay. done more. Okay. Okay. Now I see and, your point there. And especially the here's the big thing. And I'm not again. I'm not here to say they should have traded him or shouldn't have traded him away. But they have the biggest free agent that we're gonna see in our era. And this is them getting nothing. If they get nothing for him at the end of this year. It's going, this is going to be, we're going to talk about this as worse than the Babe Ruth trade. Yeah, but did you want to be remembered as the team or the GM that traded away Shohei Otani and the prospects and have maybe have none of those prospects ever pan out for you? Rich? Or did okay, you want to go here's down a question. the road of, No, 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 time out. Try and, time okay. out. We're, we're going to play this game. I, I tried to steer All us right. away from it, but we're going to play this game. If you're the Cubs, how much you? I'm gonna put you in the in the as the GM of the Cubs. Rich, you've just been named the GM of the Cubs. It's the trade deadline. Shohei Otani is on the table. How much? How much are you giving up to get Shohei Otani? The man has 40 home runs already this year. So now you're improving your offense. By the way, he's got a sub two ERA, if I remember correctly. Maybe it's a three. We'll go with three. I'm doing this off the top of my head. So he's got a sub three ERA. 
by the way, that you just improved your pitching staff. You now have an ace on your pitching staff. I'm going to give away as much as I need to. And tell me I'm wrong. You could have taken half, if not three quarters of our farm team to, to, for us to get Shohei Otani this year. And I think there are teams that are out there that 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 man could have improved the team enough to put them over the top. I think the Cubs could have been one of them. I know that they've announced that they are going to go heavy at him in free agency. Which, by the way, shouldn't that be considered tampering? We'll leave that alone. But why wouldn't you? Trade the farm for Shohei Otani. If I knew he wasn't going to be a free agent at the end of the year, if I had more than one, if I had, if I had a controllable year, I follow your train of thought of trading the trading our trading some of our best prospects to get him for for four months. Okay, you're right. Sure, it's four months. For three months. For three to four months. Three to four months. Let's do that. Okay, now I'm going to make you the the GM of the Dodgers. The Dodgers. The Braves. Any of those teams. Tell me you're not willing to give away your farm system. The Braves and the Dodgers look like they're gonna be they're they're on a collision course for the playoffs. One of these teams, I at this point, I don't see that one of these two teams aren't the teams to to win the 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 world the World Series. If you're one of those two teams, tell me how Shohei Otani doesn't automatic like instantly improve your team. In a massive way. League leading 40 plus home runs already. I, I don't care. If I can get that much from, from him. My team needs way more than Shohei Otani. If I'm the Angels. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I liked I liked their train of thought. In all right, let's let's show that we're committed to adding and improving the team to maybe show it, to show him that hey we're we're willing to put more money into our roster. Stick with us. Really listen to us when it comes when it, when uh, free agent time comes to talking with us. And that's there, there's good there. That is a good way to look at it too. And I think that that's what the Angels are trying to do. But I don't know that. You you can't tie up that much money because you're gonna you're gonna have to spend the money on him. Yep. So, okay. And you got Mike Trout locked into a long contract. Yep. As well. Okay. Um, Rich, do you see what's coming up next? Mike, is it a left turn? It is a left turn. And what's after that, Rich? It's another left turn, Mike, because we're gonna go into the NASCAR corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. 
Moline, Illinois, down on Fifth Avenue, or you can find them on the eBay, Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. So, Mike, last week we were in Richmond for the Cookout 400. Mike, who was our race winner? Race winner was Chris Busher. Rich, where did our picks land? All right, Mari. My pick of Kevin Harbick came in 10th. Your pick of Martin Truex came in 7th. Closing the gap to 15 to 12 in favor of myself. Okay. Puts his only three away. With the honors as we head into the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan, I'm going to take a guy whose team is always fast there. I'm going to take William Byron. All right, Mike. Um, a good pick. He's having a good year. So I don't blame you one bit, but um, I'm going to take a guy that's Fords have won like five of the last seven races at this track. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, the closer again and go Kevin Harvick. That's not a bad pick either, uh, as he needs to be winning. So he, he does. I think he does need to win to, to get into the playoffs, and Michigan's a good track for him to get the win. Yep. Okay. Um, Rich. Uh, I believe that was the NASCAR Corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out on Fifth Avenue for all your sports memorabilia needs or on their eBay store. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Rich, let's get into football. That's right, Mike. As our show preview, as our. Uh... Show title was West Side Stories as we are talking about the Western Divisions this week. Yep. Um, so, Mike, um, we'll just go from where I've got it in the outline, Mike. So we're going to go with the Rams. Yeah. A rough year last year with injuries to Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. And uh, they so they're getting those guys back healthy, supposedly. Although I think uh, Cooper Cup suffered a, a minor injury, but he should be ready for this regular season, I think. But they lost. Um, they lost some good defensive players in Leonard Floyd, yeah, and Leonard Floyd and Jalen Ramsey. So, do you think they're going to bounce back, or was last year the signs of it was time to pay the piper for all the mortgaging the future to get that Super Bowl title, Rich? Who's my favorite quarterback in the NFL? In the NFL, is it Matthew Stafford? Generally, it's been Matthew Stafford for a good long while. But guess what? It's been a good long while. He thirty-six. Mm, I, I want like to say 36, 36. 35. 35, I'm sorry. Okay. Pulling it out of my head there, but 30, 35 years old. Uh, this is when, and and again, we've been seeing a few quarterbacks recently going into their forties. That has not been the case for most of the NFL. We're sitting here. Thirty-five is around the time that you start talking about retirement for quarterbacks. Now. Yes, the rules have changed and things are getting better. And, you know, I think Matthew Stafford probably could. But, Rich, what's the number one rule 
about the mileage on your car. You got to take care of that car. The higher, more the miles, you got to take care of it. Well, it's not the miles that so much okay. as how hard you've ridden those miles, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, how hard, how terrible has the offensive line that Matthew Stafford has been behind for most of his career been? Pretty bad, even going back to Detroit. And he had a good offensive line in the Super Bowl year, but the best left, their best offensive lineman, Andrew Whitworth, retired two years ago. Yeah. I, he, after the Super Bowl. He, Matthew Stafford, is, has been sacked way more than he's again i'm just doing rough calculations in my head but if i if i think about it correctly matthew stafford's probably been sacked more in his time in the nfl than tom brady had been in his entire time in the nfl yeah that wouldn't surprise me if that is correct because seriously um the man the man was in uh, the man was in in Detroit for so long, getting the crap beat out of him. I feel bad for uh, Los Angeles. They got their Super Bowl out of it. So, Mike, with with that LA market, do you almost feel that I, I almost feel like they have to keep winning to keep even the fans coming back and interested? Yep. So, do you keep on do you keep on going down the road of kicking the can down the kicking the can down the road and mortgaging your draft picks to keep acquiring veterans to to Who have you gonna... a competitive playoff eligible team, or do you keep or do you eventually do you need to? stop trading those draft picks so you can actually get good controllable players on rookie deals to build around your roster tell me who you're first gonna, and second round draft picks tell me who you're gonna pick who who are you gonna who do you have the ability to pick up right now right now for this team yeah no that there there isn't anybody out right. there i don't think this team I think I think your question is right, and I think the question is I think the answer is it's time to start rebuilding. And you're not you're not rebuilding around a 35 year old quarterback. And the hard part is you can't tank out there in LA. So does that mean they're gonna have to? I mean. Are they going to mortgage the future to get up to a top three pick to get a quarterback? Kind of like what they did with uh, to get Jared Goff. I don't know. And that's the hard part. It's such a gamble. Jared Goff looked like he he was a sure pick. And he does do well, but, man, we're going to get into him next week. Yeah. But any, you know what? Banners, banners fly forever, though. Yeah. But and they got that banner. Eventually, and they got that banner. The Seahawks, Mike, can they do it again with Geno Smith? Um, so what did we see when Geno was young? He played on some bad teams, though. He got stuck right. with the New York Jets right. when he was young. He did get stuck with the New York Jets when he was young. But when he was stuck with the New York Jets, he, he had... A couple years of greatness, 
and then fell flat on his face. Now, you could argue that it was the team around him that caused him to fall on his face. I'm not denying that. But Matthew Stafford played great in Detroit despite having a terrible team. How do we not hold Geno Smith up to the same scrutiny? I don't see it happening in Seattle again. Hmm. So I, th- I, I think he's got. They've got the right. I've liked what they've put around him around the offense, getting him yeah. a good, another wide receiver and uh, Jackson Smith Nagaju from Ohio State. I like what they've like what they've done to where man, they're they're playing in a tough division. That's what's going to make it really tough. And that's the biggest problem they have. But is that division really that tough? Let's look into the we're, we're looking at this division. Yeah. So let's move on to the so we've already said that we think it's time for the the Rams to start the rebuild. I don't think they're going to bounce back. I don't think the answer is Matthew Stafford for the long term. Um, so I think it's time to start the rebuild. They're not going to be great. Okay? We, we are kind Cardinals, of... Yeah. We the kind Cardinals of agree with are that. already in that rebuilding phase of trying to get right. in, bringing in a new coaching staff. So, so, so far we have two teams that... Waiting talent. We have two teams that aren't that great, right? I think the Rams are going to be middle of the road just because of who they have. But, but again, middle of the road isn't great. Middle of no. the road is middle of the road. You said they, they play in a tough division. How tough is that division so far with the three teams we've looked at? It's tough because they're all about the same. I think the Cardinals are a little lower, but the Cardinals are easy. The Rams aren't tough. They're a middle-of-the-road team. The Seahawks are a middle-of-the-road team. And guess what? Are we looking at Brock Purdy as the answer in San Francisco? Is I think the, San Fr- I think the Niners are going to find out. Was was the Purdy that we saw those last seven or eight games, or what, maybe it was like four or five games, the guy that we want to hitch our wagon to and right. go on a really super, super cheap rookie deal and go forward? Right. That's the question. And if he's not, now what? What's that team look? If Brock Purdy's not the person that they that he was in those eight games, if he turns out to be the lemon that everybody thought he was, which is why he was drafted where he was drafted, Mister Irrelevant, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If everybody thinks he's Mister Irrelevant, and he turns out that he actually is irrevel- irrelevant. Well, Rich. You got Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. They got Trey Lance, the guy that you traded yep. all the way up to go go get with a third overall pick. Who I think they're starting to see why he was at North Dakota State and yep. not at a major Division One team because he can't stay healthy and he hasn't been able to. Maybe so, they haven't seen enough in practice to. So tell me, Rich. We just looked, We just looked at every team in this in this division. Tell me again how tough this division is. It's time it's time to reevaluate what these divisions look like. And holding to the old way that the West the powerhouse of the West 
at least in the NFC, doesn't look like it that way. Yeah, which, I mean, with the 49ers, it almost seems like they're trusting the process that it doesn't matter who's out of their center. A Kyle, in, in a Kyle Shanahan offense, any he can make, he can scheme, a, he can make a scheme to make a quarterback look good enough. Yep. And that's the hope. So it doesn't matter whether it's Purdy, Lance, or, or Darnold. That's but... probably why they let Garoppolo walk, because they could plug and play anybody in there. Who was the who was the last coach we talked about enough. that that fa- that style with? The, a man by the name of Bill Belichick, perhaps. Yeah. How's that? You can plug anybody into a Bill Belichick office working for him the last couple of years. It didn't work last year. Okay. So or the year after that. So my or question again, Rich. How good is this West? Mm. You, you did give me a think about that. I, I, it, it, I, here's, here's why it's tough. Because they are equal to each other. And so for when they play each other two games a year, they're going to beat up on each other. But guess what? The rest of the division is gonna. The rest of the league is gonna beat up on them too. So it's gonna be who from the West is forced to play to lose a playoff game. That's my prediction for the West. I haven't told you who it's gonna be, but that's my prediction for the West. Who in the West is going to be the team to lose the first round of the playoffs? I will put that on the books right now. I just said it. You heard it. No, I I, th- I think they're this division winner. The team I've got in my mind of who's going to be the division leader, it'll be there probably be more than likely it'll be their defense carrying them. But I think they're, but they're, but I think they can at least make it out of the first round. I I don't. I think I have the same team and I don't. And yes, defenses win championships, but one of the things that you and I have seen for 35 years, Rich, 37 years, Defenses win championships, but when your defense is on the field so much, they get tired. And it's hard to win a championship when you're tired. Okay. Anything else in the NFC uh, West that you want to talk about? Not really. Um, Do you think this is a make-or-break year for Kyler Murray? Obviously, is the contract going to keep him in Arizona, or no. would they eat the contract and cut him if nope. it doesn't if it doesn't work out this year? I, I with him coming off the injury, they're gonna. I mean, it's a it is a maker. If he can show up and do it, if he can put in the work, if he can survive, maybe. But I think the I think the the front office, who in the who in the front office wanted Kyler Murray. That guy's not there no more. The coach is gone, and the front off and the GM is gone. And uh, so they're saddled with Kyler Murray. They are not. They did not pick Kyler Murray. So look for them to try to pick someone up next year. In the look for them to try to make it to to be one of those top five picks and get a good quarterback and uh, 
show the world we're ready to move on. That's that All is right. my prediction. All right, Mike. Well, sorry, we're gonna go over to the AFC, Mike. And the first team I got on there is the Denver Broncos. Can Sean Payton fix this team? Yes. Yes. Okay. But. But, it won't be this year. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I still see this being the year that Sean Payton puts his system in place, and next year is going to be the year where you see the jump. It's just that side of division is tough to where you could see you got. I picked the probably pick the Broncos to not make the playoffs, but they're gonna. It's not going to be such an easy victory. It'll be. Nope. Not a. They're going to be a tough matchup every every single week, I think. Yeah, um, I don't think they're. You're, it's a. It takes three years for you to get your to to from the time you take over. That first year is a, a throwaway. The second year is a starting to get my my stuff in place. The third year is your your make year. All right, so so my question, can I because we all saw what Sean Payton was able to do with the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, and, and how Drew terrible Brees. they were when they left. When he left, yeah, that's the thing. But can a Sean Payton offense? How did? I think the one thing that really helped that Sean Payton type of offense was having half of their games in a dome. Yep, on the turf in, in the Superdome. Now below sea level, by the way. Season games. By the way, yeah, they were late be- season games. They were below sea level, which means what? More oxygen. How is I, that's what I'm, I'm. That's what I'm interested to see is what is he gonna? How is he gonna make that offense work when it's cold and windy in Denver, and they're also playing division games, division games in Kansas City. Yeah. In the cold, out in the cold weather. Yeah. How can that? How is that team gonna do? It's a good question. Yeah. You, those, those uncontrolled environments that are becoming fewer and far between, which is sad because, you know, the Bears are heading in that direction too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think Sean Payton's going to be able to make it work. I, I, I think he will eventually. I don't think it'll be this year. Look for them to be – look for them to contend next year and to be good the year after. Okay, so which team finished? We, we don't necessarily want to give out who finishes first in the division. Right. Because that, that's another show. Yep. But who do you think finishes last in this division? Them or the Raiders? I don't think it's going to be the Chargers or Chiefs. The Raiders are on. The Raiders are. I, they're, they're kind of a dumpster fire still. They're still reeling and trying to pick up pieces and figure out how to make this work correctly. And they're in Vegas, which makes it even harder. There's way more distractions. I think the Raiders are gonna are the worst team in the West. I'd have to agree with you. I just, I still think it was a little bit of a head scratcher for them to not give Rich Bisacci a chance yeah. to to give the head coach get a head coaching get the full time job after guiding them to the playoffs as an interim coach after yeah. the whole Gruden fiasco that year. And now you got to make the Patriot way work in Vegas? Yeah, because you chose to bring in Josh McDaniel. Because Josh McDaniel, Derek, there was nothing wrong with Derek Carr. Nope. Before. He comes in and has to learn a Josh McDaniels Patriot-style offense, and they ran him out of town because he 
he really the interceptions went up, the touchdowns went down. Yeah, I I don't like this uh, this coaching hire, um, and I, I don't like it for him, and I don't like it for the team. Uh, I I wholehearted a. I didn't expect anybody to sign him to a contract or offer him a contract after what he did to Indianapolis. Um, as a head coach, and uh, I, with what he did there, I wholeheartedly expected that the move for him was, "Hey, we're here, and I'm here until uh, until Bill Belichick leaves, and then I'm the the head coach of the New England Patriots." So did I, because New England fell apart with him not there last year. So and they're hoping that they can bring that back. They can get that back on track, bringing back uh, Bill O'Brien. So uh, I but think that was last week, Mike. I think Vegas is going to be bad, and I don't think that's going to work out for him. And uh, I think Sean Payton, Sean Payton is worth at least one win. Uh, I don't think Josh McDaniels in his first year is worth one win. Well, Josh McDaniels is on year number two. I don't think in year number two he's worth two win or yeah, one win. I, neither do I. Neither so, do I. All right, Mike, what's our next team? Let's go with Kansas City, my second okay. favorite team in the league. All right. Uh, mostly because when Joe Montana went there, uh, I just wanted to – I was a huge Joe Montana fan. That, that's it. So they've always been my second team. Uh, I've said it on here before. Uh, I'm not cheating on the Bears anyway. They're AFC. It doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's your, what's your chief stock? The only thing I can come up with, does this team have a weakness? I don't even know if that, that's a good good talking point for this team, really. Oh, man. Um, do they have a weakness? Yes. Does anybody know what it is yet? No. I. Is it, I mean, at this point, is it Super Bowl or bust for them every year until somebody proves it, that it's not? Yeah, I'd have to say, yeah. So, not to get into the weeds for our predictions for two weeks out, three weeks out, um, but, man, is that going to be... They're going to be tough to overthrow in that division, yeah. let alone the conference. Yeah. In the conference. And and what's crazy about it is people are, people are like, what did they do in the offseason? What did they need to do in the offseason, Rich? Yeah. I think you just said it all. I What do you what do you do to stop this team? And I think actually Sean Payton. Sean Payton house up. Sean Payton, he's going to come back for a year maybe two. And then he's going to have to be on another forced vacation. Bounty gate on Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is the only way to stop the Kansas City Chiefs. Tell me I'm okay. wrong. It'd be, it, it's a good way to start. It's a good way to start. <laughs> I don't see any other way. So, okay. Um, and finally, we have the L.A. Chargers, Mike. And for me, it's can they put it all together? They're a team that sometimes starts hot. And then they fizzle out. And they, they fizzle out. They're a team they that has. They, either, and they find a way to not make the playoffs. They're a team that has great talent and squanders it regularly. Um, 
I think part of the problem is is that they have to face the Kansas City Chiefs twice a year. They have to face the the Broncos twice a year, uh, most years. It, it it's a it's a struggle, but this year it mo- the last couple hasn't been. But still, the Chargers the Chargers always are in this uphill battle. They they it feels to me like they always start the season in an uphill battle before they even start the season. And I'm going to say it, moving to L.A. put them behind the eight ball even more because they don't actually have their own home facility. Yep. It's rented. And it feels like they're constantly on the road because even in their home games, they're they're home. They have they've had to go to like a silent count to a silent count and operate like they're a road team. Right. So when you're playing games that you're a you're a, a road team. Tell me how you're gonna, how you're ever gonna get the traction that you need to. How are, when one of the the nice things about Chicago, Chicago teams. One of the th- things that I will argue makes Chicago teams competitive every year, and this is across the board, is that fans show up and cheer. Now we're not talking just specifically the Bears, but when you're talking the LA teams, LA teams are not. With the exception of the Lakers and the Dodgers, no team based in or around L.A. It has a following of diehard fans. Yep, I can totally agree with you. They are really a bandwagon fan base. If you're winning, hey, they're going to show up. They're going to cheer you on. By the way, if your opponent's winning, guess what? They're going to show up and they're going to cheer them on. Because people in L.A. aren't from... Nobody in L.A. is from L.A. It's kind of the whole concept of L.A. Everybody's from around the world. The Chiefs made it harder... Or the, the, the Chargers made it harder on themselves. I don't see... I, I don't know how they're going to pull it together. I think San Diego was their best option to pull it together, and they decided to leave there. Yeah, I, I still hate hate the move for them going up to LA I mean the Rams still have the Rams had recent history of maybe even a fan base they left behind the Bolts any fans that they had in LA already changed over to be Raiders fans or Rams fans by the time the Bolts left for San Diego and all the fans they had in San Diego hated that they moved to LA yep so they're not going to make the trip up to say up to LA to see a game even though it's the same as a Bears fan heading from the Quad Cities up to Chicago. It's actually a little shorter. It's, what isn't it like ninety minutes? I'm not sure what the distance is from San Diego to LA. But even though well, I would imagine it, it's around with, the same same with, about distance with traffic, you end up at a three four hour trot drive. In the Quad Cities, how many people are making that drive to get to? To Wrigley or to get to to Soldier Field in the dead of winter. How many people from San Diego are making that easy trip on a beautiful highway with perfect weather up to see the the Chargers play? And I'm gonna say slim to none. Okay, Rich, ready to move on to our quick hits? 
I sure am. So next week, folks, we're going to be talking. We're going to be going to the middle as we're going to be looking at the southern divisions and the north minus the Bears. Yep. That is next week. Okay. So let's, uh, with our quick hits, um, join our fantasy foot. Uh, if you want to join a fantasy football league with Rich and I and you want it to be a Balls and Sticks fantasy football team league, let us know. We need to know so that we can get it started. If we don't have enough people, and by the way, to let us know, you need to, if you're if you're watching us on Facebook, send us a message, either Rich or I, or send the the Balls and Sticks Facebook page a message saying you want to be in a league and you're willing to do it. Or if you're listening to us anywhere else, please email us. Uh, please go to Facebook. If you can't go to Facebook to do it then are you going to go to Yahoo to sign up for the league? All right. And we also have our NFL Pick'em Challenge up and running, Mike. Yep. Is, uh, it's in, in the, the show description. description. Yep. You uh, you have a link for where to go to join the, join the league on Yahoo. And we've also provided the group name and the password. So you can see if you can do better than Mike and I on a week-to-week basis. And we've already had one person sign up, Mike. Yep. As, uh, Welcome, they're, they're Mike poll. Sable. Yep, Mike Sable, or as you'll see him on the poll page, Fields of Dreams. Okay. Um, another quick hit. Iowa and Iowa State are having a bit of a scandal when it comes to their players. Rich, let us know what's happening there. Well, Mike, they've been uh, accused of some of... Uh, gambling yep. on the results of Iowa and Iowa State sporting events. And one of them yeah. was an actual a kicker who was betting underneath placing multiple bets underneath his mom's username on the under of the shy of the Cyhawk game to go under. And he was underage, so he's not so as a university football player on scholarship, or at least on the team, he was placing bets, and they were ping the pings. They were they were actually coming in, I guess, from restricted areas within the Iowa campus. So within the athletic complex in the player dorms. Wow. And he was doing it underaged, but yeah. supposedly his his mom gave him cons- knew knew the bets were being placed underneath her name. But he was still underage. Yeah, he broke so many. That's terrible. That's terrible. I don't think, man. That's that's rough. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough because I mean, you or I can easily. I can make that bet all day. I, yep, we both live in Iowa, but at the same time, we're not Iowa State or Iowa team employees. We can't bet on the outcome of our own game of yeah. the games. So I, I think it's going to I can't bet on the up. on my esports team. No, it's going to I think it's still something that that needs to be ironed out. And the pro and, and it's not just a pro, college problem, it's a pro problem. We have how many guys mm-hmm. out for the year because of betting on games? It's it's ridiculous. Um and one final thing speaking of the Big 10 rich, we've added yeah. Oregon and Washington. Yeah, they're going to be coming on board in 2020, 
94, it looks like. The same year that uh, USC and UCLA come out. This makes, that's why it makes sense, by the way. The, the Ducks and the, by the way, I'm so happy we're going to get to see those Ducks uniforms so, so much more. Oh, it's going to be pretty. Those Ducks have great uniforms. But Washington and, and Oregon are going to join it. Uh, makes sense to have four teams in the West. You have, I th- you have three teams out east, right? Um, Rutgers, if you count Penn State, Maryland, if Rutgers, or at least Rutgers and Maryland. Penn State out east. Penn State. And yeah. Kind of out east, um, more on the eastern, eastern seaboard. But Penn State's always been a Big Ten school, so I guess that doesn't. Yeah, they they've been they've been Big Ten for a while, yeah. but I mean. Either still, that's still a lot of distance to cover for those four West Coast teams. Their their closest but division, the f- their closest team is Nebraska. Outside of the four that they have over there already, and that makes sense. So I think that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, um, but it could also, but it could also spell the end for the Pac-12. It's gonna spell the end of. What does the Pac-12 have left? They have Stanford. Cal, Arizona's leaving for the Big 12, so you got Arizona State, but yeah, that's it. I don't know how they can recover and get out of it. Okay, Rich, do you have any shout-outs for the show? Not this week, Mike. Mike, do you have a shout-out? I do. Happy birthday to my wife. Danielle turned uh, has her birthday on Monday. Uh, we'll celebrate. We'll also give her a shout-out next week because she deserves it. She's awesome. She puts up with me. And she lets us do this show uh, every week. Thank you, baby, for letting us do that. Um, and uh, just have fun every week. Uh, let us know in the comments, if you're watching on mm-hmm. YouTube, in the comments, say, Happy birthday, Danielle. Just, just real quick. Happy birthday, Danielle. You don't even have to put Danielle. Just put happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'll let her know. If you're on YouTube, do that down there. If you're on Facebook, do it down there, over there, wherever it is. Just let her know. So with that, Rich, what should they do if they want to listen to us on the road? You know, if you want to listen to it, just get the audio of us, of our show. Feel free to look us up wherever you get your podcasts um, on your preferred uh, podcast platform. Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, just to name a few. And we mentioned, like if there, we mentioned what? already that you could find us on YouTube. As it's Facebook mm-hmm. th- or it's YouTube.com slash balls and sticks and some numbers. I don't remember what they are, but it's in the description. And Rich, All right, Mike. where do yeah, they go I for think, our poll questions? Mike, you can find the poll questions over on Facebook at Fans of Balls and Sticks or the regular Balls and Sticks Balls and Sticks page. What's the time to um, do, Rich? Mike, let's go ahead and roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your host, Mike. And Rich.